0: You're listening to the A. Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk. Um, Have you got any doubts about doing this podcast? A few. You You see why I did that? (laughs) Uh, It's Sunday, April the 5th, 2009, uh, and we'd like to welcome you to a fine, windy, Missouri Evening. Um, this is after the show number 64, and we're looking at the movie Doubt on Blu-ray disc.
1: Do they have to come to Missouri to listen to this podcast? Because wherever they are right now, could, it, gets it could delivered. be inconvenient. It
0: gets delivered to them from Missouri. No, they have say, to be in Missouri
1: doesn't... in the evening
0: in order to listen to this. Wrong. <laughs> um, so this is a bl- Blu-ray. Just as I, whenever I go to read off there, those silly bubbles always Not come. every time. Can we get rid of those bubbles at no. some point? Uh, Vista crappy bubble screensaver
1: I love it In fact you could read through it But you don't So.
0: Well it flashed the, As <laughs> I was just about to read I couldn't see it So okay So it's uh, This Blu-ray disc comes out on Tuesday The 7th of April Which is this Tuesday uh, It's from Disney slash Miramax And you're going to tell us what it's about If they don't already know Because this is a high profile movie
1: It is a high profile movie In fact some people were nominated And won Academy Awards I think for it I don't know yes. if anybody won Five, I mean, I watched the academy. Five Awards. Academy
0: Award nominations. It says right. on the box. Didn't say any winners. Okay,
1: it is about a winners It's set yes. in the 60s, uh, the year after Kennedy's assassination. 1962. It's about a small Catholic school. 62. That's what be.
0: that's what it says here. 1962.
1: Maybe I'm wrong then about. Oh
0: it. no, it doesn't say. It says set in 1964. Thank you. <laughs> it, it said 1962 for some reason.
1: Thank you. My history isn't perfect, but I knew I was closer than that. Anyway, it's set in a small Catholic school in the Bronx. And basically what it is is a clash of um, old and new ideas coming into the church and of the world and of changing ideas where there's this staunch, old-fashioned nun, who's the principal of the school, and this sort of new... More casual priest who is uh, the coach and does the sermons in the church every Sunday or Saturday. I don't know when Catholics go to do the. Sunday.
0: Okay. Friday. Every no day.
1: disrespect and to and I just have no clue.
0: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I, brought, I was brought up Catholic, even though probably not, I'm not practicing Catholic, but uh, I do understand Catholic. You understand church. the whole flow. Yeah.
1: See, to me, it's like a whole new world. So when I'm watching, I'm like, wow, is that really how they do stuff? So, um,. It's set, and then on top of this is a, a racial theme because there's one young African American boy, the only one in the school, first in the school, and the priest befriends him or tries is like maybe um, helping him, be like a mentor. Support. But from the other side, from the from one nun who's a teacher and she's kind of an innocent, and then the staunch, old fashioned lady they see something evil going on. And it's sort of the clash, the question of what's going on versus certainty about what someone believes and taking something at face value and judging it. It's, it's kind of hard to put together, but that's what it is. It's, Doubt's a good it's title about, for it. Yeah, it's more about ideas to me than about the story. So I find
0: yeah, that interesting. Anyway, it didn't, didn't win any Oscars, but was nominated for five. Um...
1: Uh, including Hoffman and Streep and the girl?
0: Yeah. All three of them. And uh, some other things. And the
1: woman. The woman who played the mother.
0: Viola Davis. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And it's based on a play, which this guy wrote. Um, the director. So, you know, movies on plays, you know... I cannot usually tell when a movie is based on a play. Just because of very few locations. And it's more about what they say, you know. Um. So, this movie... um. Me, I think if you watch it the right way, life-changing kind of movie. I agree. Because, as they said in the ex- in the extras when they were talking about it, movies that leave you with like an irritated kind of like an irritating kind of itch that you have to think scratch about. afterwards. Those are the best kind, and they and they really are. And this is definitely one of those. Now, should we talk? Should we say spoiler alert? Because we talking about this movie. I want to say something that might spoil it if you. Well, what's up to you. Alright, so tune out for a couple of minutes while I do a spoiler. A
1: couple of minutes?
0: Yeah. (laughs) What I was going to say here is uh, this movie, there's no resolve. Like, you could see it from one side, you could see it from the other. There is actually no black and white of what happened. It's very grey area.
1: Unless you decide.
0: Unless you decide. Unless you thing. And I couldn't. I could. See, and I couldn't.
1: And that's the thing. That's not a spoiler because it's every person. I came to a resolution. You didn't. A lot of people won't. Some people will think the opposite of what I did. And that's an in- that's really interesting. I, I kept...
0: I kept... I was skirting back and forwards the entire movie. I started with the... started to unfold. And have, have we... Said what
1: established, yeah, that this priest, there's a questionable thing about that his he might relationship be with
0: meddling with these children in one a sexual one boy, way. yeah, yeah, in a sexual way. Well, one by and then another by,
1: not really, is hinted
0: the... towards, yeah, but that's just a, that's kind of to make you think to add some more to you, anyway. But you don't, you know, he's a he's a priest, and these these nuns, and they haven't really seen anything. I mean, they've seen they've seen something, but it's their interpretation of what right. they've seen.
1: Right, and it's the innocent nun who sees a change in behavior, sees a little bit of something that has nothing to do with what could potentially be going on. It's just a change in behavior. Right, so it and could a, be nothing. A hint of something. And when, well, the funny thing was, I think identify you with her. She's kind of innocent-minded and non-judgmental. She takes things... You know, she will take when someone says to her, This is what's going on. She goes, Okay, great, fine, that's it. Then we're moving on. Whereas the other nun, I relate to myself because I will absolutely believe what I think. And there's probably no way you're going to undo that because well, I'm convinced. Anyway, I, that's why I think you
0: go back and forth, back and forth. And I was straight from the moment, go. I was flip flopping back and forth between, at first, I was like, Oh, yes, something is funny here. And then when it got to the middle, I was like, maybe this Meryl Streep character's, she's really harsh and hard anyway. Maybe she's over-exaggerating and she's, she's just gone on a little up. mission. Like, like I I can see something and I've got to fix this. And then there was parts where they took the priest into the room and talked to him. And there was, I was like, mm, maybe he did. And then I was like, no, no. Because what he just said then...
1: And how he acts. And
0: how he is he can't of it it really he's just consoling this child like and then then they brought the question of the mother's opinion of it all which completely I was like holy crap like that's something I never even that was a left fielder for Mm -hmm. me and then like even towards the end I was still thinking well even when they questioned his previous career and stuff I was still like, well, maybe not. Maybe, maybe he just gets wrong, you know, gets...
1: Right, because he's progressive in his mind. Yeah, so that's he the wants thing.
0: to... Yeah, there's one scene where... He, they're, they're trying
1: to convey... They're trying to out- lay out that this nun, Meryl Streep, is old fashioned because her views are very strict you sit exactly. up straight, she's the proper put, nun like, you don't put barrettes in your hair you don't uh, touch a nun you don't talk back to a nun you don't slouch in church and it's very sing, severe you
0: don't sing carols uh, they're talking about Christmas carols right, and right. She, you don't sing Frosty the Snowman that in the, the Bible carols you right
1: know? but on the other hand she has a deep compassion for people because there is a really old nun who's having troubles and underneath the whole of who she appears to be, there is a deep, deep compassion for people on, on a she, level that she doesn't have to show all the time. Because she
0: actually says if this old this old nun's going blind, right. and they've kind of noticed it, because she's bumping into things and stuff, and she said that if we let the church know that, they'll take her away. Right. So let, let's just hold her hand and stuff. Right. And 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 so, cover in, for her.
1: Right. And so in that aspect, she's also going against rules she's lying in a sense she's skirting around an issue but that's all right in her mind because in her to her what she's doing there is absolutely right but it doesn't need to be pronou- announced to anyone it just is what it is and then he is like you know he smokes he drinks his wine his the fellow priest guys they'll chuck it up he's the cool priest who all the boys can talk to and he talks about girls with them and stuff and he's kind of laid back so, it presents that as she sees him with his behavior. He takes three sugars in his tea, which is, like, really Yeah, even that really often they judge him on. Like, she yeah. uses a pen, and she doesn't like pens. She likes pencils. So, you think she's judging him on these things. And yet, I, from the moment it started, I understand her completely. There is a deep... She cannot let it sit with her. She knows. You know, and that's the doubt thing, isn't it? Like... Well, she never doubts herself she just has it in her thing. gut
0: that he's done it right which doesn't mean that's the right even but she if pieces
1: he... together what she knows about life and about her past and about other people and about other churches and you know I never i I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> I think I'm very similar to that unfortunately I
0: must say though the, the, the that you know that's why the movie is called Doubt you're going to have doubts about everything in the movie um, I think it really works well um, and I think that Definitely, at the end, I couldn't. I can't make a call on it because I, 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 you know, it's very easy to jump to a conclusion. But there isn't really a conclusion in this because nothing's ever. There isn't enough evidence, uh, physical. Like they don't show you enough for you to make a judgment either way. It's about your gut, yeah. what you feel about.
1: And I don't think I'm taking the easy way out by making a decision. I What's don't, your
0: decision? I'm that, not saying. <laughs> I, I, well, I feel your decision is that you think the priest did it of course No, my decision is I uh, because and this is how I am because there's not enough facts and I can see both sides and I would never root for a, a person who was messing with kids
1: but would you even let the even if there's a tiny bit of doubt shouldn't you pursue it and regardless of whether it yes, should, yes, brings him down it. or not Hmm. if there's even the slightest bit of doubt that this person could be doing this
0: see and that's part of the yes it was right of her to pursue it but look at it this way say that thing in her gut that was telling her this was happening was a complete was completely wrong she took this guy out of you know this, this guy got his comeuppance almost for nothing if that's the case
1: yeah but you can't apply, you I mean, can't apply hard. 100% fact to everything that's just not the way life is can you you have Columbo to
0: Columbo sometimes... did <laughs> <laughs> you well you've you you just proven me wrong cold <laughs> cold <laughs> you're right
1: I throw my hands up you are right I. Uh...
0: no you can't Starsky
1: uh, and Hutch no, you... they always had hard All cold facts things. evidence yeah
0: inspector clue <laughs> but anyway the, as it is physically watching that movie there aren't enough clues either way it's all about you, how you feel. It can even be down to, you know.
1: Now I disagree with that because to me, I saw and heard what I needed to make a conclusion. See,
0: yeah, well, yeah, all right. So as a like a film goer, film movie lover and stuff, that decision could even come down to those performances. Which one you believe the most?
1: Totally.
0: Even though they're both very believable. Now that now I love Seymour Hoffman, right? I mean, I think he's one of the greatest actors. I really do. I mean. So he could have he could be swaying me to sympathise for him. So it's a real these levels of that um, Getting in that movie, which which side you fall on. See, and that's why I think it's a great movie because
1: and she's brilliant. I mean, I have to say, absolutely. Well, oh we'll, well,
0: oh yeah, yeah. We'll go into the people. <laughs>
1: well, you but, started it, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you started um, the performance thing. The
0: movie in general, it works on all those because you know I'm thinking about it now. I'm thinking like, okay, was the was they just. You know, because there are little things.
1: Yeah. Are you charmed by him because he's Philip Seymour Hoffman, and so you see exactly. the good?
0: Or, or do I love Meryl Streep? And um,
1: that's me, because I, yeah. I was a hun- I totally get her.
0: Or do I like Amy Adams' character a lot? Uh, do I like that naivety? Of, that
1: is you a little bit, not, not the naivety. Exactly. No, no. I'm saying you are.
0: I like to see the. You will good go the middle
1: me. of the road until somebody plops it in front of you and. Just enough, and then you go. Okay, that's it. Let's
0: move on. I don't like to jump to a conclusion of of people until I'm sure. If you know what I'm saying, that, and that's this movie sums that up. Really, sums that like. And I don't think of it as jumping. To like conclusion. I know Philip Seymour Hoffman as an actor because I've seen all his work and stuff, but in this character, and he plays it so you know, it's hard to it's hard to hate him unless you unless you are. Unless you have actually committed that he's guilty, then then maybe everything that he... Even the small things that he does with his face all say to you, you know, he's done that. He's done that thing.
1: I think that inherently, coming at it from an outsider, not a Catholic, not a church person, don't go to church, never have, I don't like the hierarchy, I don't like the paternal thing of it where men are just... That is it. You are subjugated to the men of this organization. And that instantly is obvious that the women have a certain role and the men have a certain role and are given certain latitudes and able to express themselves different ways with the children and different things are expected of them. And the respect the children have for him versus the kind that she has to demand for herself is totally different only because of that. Because he's a priest and he's the man And he even says to her at one point, you all are, you know, below us. And that means we are the men who run the organization and you will not step outside that boundary. And I think I came into that with that perception. And let's just
0: say the Catholic Church isn't necessarily like that in today.
1: Not necessarily, but I bet it's totally... totally Not exactly
0: the same. I mean, these were times where... That was... I enough. bet that
1: if you asked a lot of women in the Catholic Church, they would probably say, mm, I, they want you to think I that. I think they might
0: have said that <laughs> it's definitely changed over the years. Um, then it was definitely like men are the higher I think power. it probably
1: still is a lot. It's just they want to appear not to be. But anyway, aside from that, that's where I come at it. Almost automatically seeing the, the way it's set up and the different roles they play. So I'm looking at it from that perspective. This man has a lot of power. He's earned respect... From the kids, with his sort of hey groovy guy kind of priesty thing, where she has has the respect of them, but the fear and all that stuff. So I was looking at him like almost a little bit skeptical, or cynical, or whatever, suspicious, because he's in a position of power where he can theoretically do anything he wants without anyone being able to stand up against him. And so I guess I thought of it that way automatically.
0: I thought you might. I thought there was one particular scene where the priest was eating dinner with his friends, with his other priest friends, and he was eating like real red bloody steak and they were talking like, kind of like men do, chomping. Yeah. I was thinking you, you, that would, as soon as that scene come on. And it it's only have. a, It's only a short scene. I was thinking, well, now she thinks he's guilty. <laughs>
1: sound like an idiot like i'm just no. gonna base but that whole scene was very important yeah it's not totally just true. the blood red meat but not the that. jokes he was telling well, and they're sitting around he was laughing just acting
0: like a normal geezer like a like a card game but whatever.
1: he's in command of even that situation yeah. he's got two priests or a cardinal and a priest i don't even know what they are and um and he's in command and he's got that sort of like entitled thing about him where he's making the jokes and they're laughing at him and he's the the leader of the pack here and it kind of shown a light on the fact, even if he's accused of something, these guys aren't going to, they're going to be on his side no matter what.
0: And that's one of the thats, he, what laid that's it one out of the reasons why when...
1: He's positioned himself good with them, when,
0: good with the kids. When she confronts him and says, I've been looking into your past, mm-hmm. and then she sa- he says, who did you speak to in the last place I worked, in the last church? And she goes, I spoke to one of the nuns. He goes, that's not what you do, you speak to the... Priest.
1: Yeah, it's very emphatic. You speak to the pastor because because, just because and then she
0: was thinking, well, maybe all the men square it with each other so they can mess with kids, like oh oh, whatever. But just anything, yeah. The behavior is acceptable.
1: So see you and I come at it from a whole different thing. I see we can't be naive enough to assume that people don't abuse their power because they do. Oh yeah, totally. So they're you can't just go go, oh no. But in this particular story don't do anything wrong. Priests don't do anything wrong. No,
0: but in this particular story because it deals with you know, it's dealing with a priest and a nun and something suspicious going on. It's the perfect combination of things to have doubt about because everything is amplified up. You know, yeah. it's not just a normal dude who goes to work every day. You know, like.
1: And if you think, if you apply it to real life, there really is not anybody who knows what's going on. Behind closed doors, no, no. except for the two people, unless one of them tells another person. Even then, you don't know. So any of those situations that do end up having to get resolved, it's only about a people's opinion, their level of judgment. You know, if I'm friends with um, a boss at work, and, this, and I really like this person, and he's accused of sexual harassing someone else, only because of my relationship with him, and thinking he's a cool guy, and I really get along with him, and he would never do something like that... I'm going to be, you know, if I have to go to a meeting or a hearing to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can apply it to real life and say, yeah, how do those situations have or get resolved? Because you mm-hmm. can't, it's all about your prejudices and your life experience and, you know, like me, I, I would rather, and this is a big statement, but I would rather that priest or a priest get taken out of a situation mistakenly, if they're innocent, then to be left in that situation and everybody just pretend like nothing's wrong and he is doing something wrong. Do you see what I'm saying? But,
0: but, (laughs) he isn't being taken out of the situation entirely. If he is guilty, because he's being sent to the next place, which is another school, right? Another Catholic school. So if he is guilty, he would start it up again, no problem. So... There is no fixing it. It's that we're doing that is just moving them around, maybe affecting more people. I don't know. It's weird. See, it's all.
1: And that probably happens every answer.
0: Every answer. Yeah, exactly. Every answer. If you whatever side you fall on, or if you fall in the middle, there's bad and good about what you. If you were thinking that would be, you know, trying to think of your solution to this.
1: I think I actually think that there are people who will, who are, and will do things do bad things and we can't overlook them just because we want to pretend like everybody's on the everybody's got a good nature because they don't you know so I'm instantly suspicious anyway
0: <laughs> right let's move on to the cast of this movie uh, and this isn't there isn't a hell of a lot of people in this because like I said earlier it's based on a There's stage a lot of children but, yeah <laughs> we're not going to name them all based no. on a stage play with like the person said really wrote for four people and two locations. So it's... four people. Mainly. So it's Meryl Streep as Sister Aloysius Biovier. Bouvier. Bouvier. Yeah. Bouvier. Um, from... You you like her?
1: Yes. I mean... You mean the character and Meryl Streep? Yes, 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 yes.
0: See, Meryl Streep's never been a mega favorite of mine, but I, I like this. Oh my god,
1: just look at some of those moments when, like, the girl starts talking... the one young man starts talking about what, what hymns she likes and Raoul Streep just leans her head a little bit and yeah, close yeah. her eyes for a second and then when the one woman the other nun says oh I love this song and she's like yeah, her I, deep. I there also are really, moments I when also, I just think oh my god she's real she just is in it so deep I, I just I really love like that. the
0: one scene where she was actually in the office talking and uh, <laughs> the young the young nun had sent like a kid for talking in a class down to, the, to see the what she called she's the, a principal principal yeah and he knocks on the door and she says what are you doing here because she's talking in the office and he says uh, I've been talking and the class was told to come to you she goes well just shut up and get back there then
1: get up, but get back up there and shut up yeah. and he's he was like it's uh-huh.
0: <laughs> you know, so normally harsh, like, normally she normally should have took him in there and made him
1: Web his ass or something oh, I don't know well I'm write assuming. out
0: the multiplication tables like she said right. to one kid but uh, yeah she has lots of even, even from the moment she's it's introduced which is like the opening scene's really good because it's um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's doing his sermon and it introduces you to the nuns because they're sat controlling the kids basically. And a lot of the kids are talking to each other, not really interested. And the moment she turns her head, it's obvious that she's on, you know, she's presence, a big presence. Oh,
1: I thought that before she even did that. I know they pointed that out in, in
0: I thought that was Academy good. Awards
1: and stuff, but as soon as she got up and started walking, you knew. This she's like a shadow in the back of the room, and he's the one up there. Everyone's going and eyeing over, and she's the one in the back keeping control of things.
0: One thing that the nuns' uh, outfits are really imposing, anyway, aren't they? There, I wonder if that was the idea. Were your
1: nuns like that?
0: No, we didn't have nuns in a Catholic Church. I didn't go to a Catholic. Oh, in in church, no, we school. didn't have in school. We didn't have nuns teaching us. No, we just had teachers.
1: What kind of Catholic school is that?
0: English. <laughs> We didn't. We weren't taught by nuns.
1: So your Catholicism just soaks into you. You don't actually need nuns in your schools because you just become Catholic. In fact, when in, born. <laughs> in church
0: we had nuns. You know, because we went. Are to Are you cho- sure
1: none of your teachers were nuns?
0: Well, they didn't wear the habit.
1: That doesn't mean they're not a nun, right? Hmm.
0: Curious. But um, the teach the in church we had nuns. But once, well, it was getting it anyway. Was that nuns? It's imposing that figure. I think. I'd be scared.
1: Oh, see, it doesn't bother me, because I've never been exposed to that, so doesn't really...
0: When you were a kid, though, and, like, they're slapping you on the back of the head, and they're... Like, and,
1: see, I've never had that, so...
0: Which they do. doesn't intimidate did. me. But anyway, Meryl Streep... Maybe
1: I'd be a whole different person if I'd had a nun as a teacher slapping the back of my hand. See, wasn't
0: wasn't Meryl <laughs> Streep, like, up for an Academy Award for Devil Wears Prada, and then... She won that one. Did I she? Believe. Uh-huh. See that see Makes that sense. see I watched Devil's Where Devil Wears Proud. I couldn't see any like this is like unbelievable. In fact,
1: it's kind of like Sister Aloysius, but in a modern kind of way. No, She's real good. severe. I mean, I don't mean the performance and because they're both good, but I mean the attitude of absoluteness in the way she is and how she thinks and yeah, what she pretty, wants. It
0: is, but yeah. but I mean this one, if this she didn't get an Oscar for this one nobody did and they're all
1: Uh, the mother did I believe no nobody I
0: just looked Um, just nominated so uh, and then there's Philip Seymour Hoffman as father Brendan Flynn Um, like I said earlier one of the best actors of my time Um, I I I don't know if people uh, overlook him or whatever Um, but I've followed his career because I'm a Paul Thomas Anderson fan and Paul Thomas Anderson kind of took him on through his movies and then I've seen him in other stuff, and I just can't fault it. What
1: did him. he do before, um, like Love Lisa, Lisa? That was before. After. Was it? So, what did he do before Boogie Nights? I have no idea. Was he in Hard Eight? No. Hard Eight was nearly Paul Thomason. Paul Thomason. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm. My opinion of Philip Seymour Hoffman is, in this one, in this one more than others. Sometimes he gets lost He's in the scent
0: of a woman. Yeah,
1: he was a dickhead teenage boy. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that was pretty good, but he was young.
1: In most roles, except for Capote, I am very aware that it's Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he is actorly to me a little bit. I like him a lot, but there is a certain um, stagey actorness about him to me. And this one, the same. I mean, he is who he is. To me, more than the character, whereas Meryl Streep became that woman to me.
0: Nah, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> agree. I think. I think I, I totally believe that. It, it oh, t- I
1: believe it. I'm just saying, yeah. as like at a performance-wise, I never forget. I'm watching Philip Seymour
0: Hoffman. See, no, no. I so to- I just feel that he's like super quality. Like he um, every even because this role, even things he was doing with his face were telling me stuff one is.
1: eyebrow goes way up and that one goes way well, I'm down that, I'm like that, how do that's you even do that that's telling you something
0: like <laughs> that can tell you something about um, how he you know when he's reacting to something even those things on his face which are not, I'm sure you know I don't know if he's planning that or and you have just to think comes across like
1: if he's being that priest and think from both points of view think okay I'm the priest and I'm convinced I'm if as an actor I'm taking on the position that yes I am I'm, this character's guilty yeah. right so he has to play certain parts where he is you know trying to diffuse the situation but behind his face has to be the guilt and though that has to kind of he has to kind of toy with that and then take the That's opposite That's why this is super high because he, he's neither. And I have to so you're there there are moments when you're like Meh. but yeah you're right once you've taken a position everything he does Shines
0: that but, and, and that's good too right because yeah. like he it's a it's a dual role isn't it because and you're it's a lot of it inside you but he's portraying it good because there were certain things he was doing just looks especially when she completely when he said are we here to discuss
1: oh that was so uncomfortable she, oh my God. she
0: brought him into the office to discuss this trivial matter of this this song that they're going to sing just to get in there to ask him actually about this has situation. he been messing with this boy? like really and he just says at like, one point are we here to discuss that or are we here to discuss it? and she says we're There's, here to discuss this
1: I love but the that look but that look yeah. on
0: his face then I mean it's kind it look, it's kind of a guilty look but then but it then, could also
1: be caught in but a but it also of, could be like how do I explain what, what I'm really doing why you how do, yeah. and once you've been accused of this once you're accusing me I, I can't recover from this
0: yeah or, or like I never did anything like that but Holy crap! Yes, it could look like that. What? What? How do I? You know, that's that look. So, Philip Seymour Hoffman. That was an
1: uncomfortable scene. It was good, you know though. Wrong. Really good.
0: And then there's Amy Adams as Sister James. Now she plays the uh, innocent, non who's non. really innocent. Like the she she plays the innocent good because she also did it in uh, Enchanted. <laughs> <laughs> she um, was
1: excellent. Absolutely, yeah. I loved her. I thought she was what she needed to be with the like. She is the. Um she obviously has more looking up to the priests, you know, in a in because a, even in the very beginning when she sees him and the other priests, she kind of flutters her eyes a little and she's a little bit like, you know she's in she keeps herself in her place. These are the priests, these are the men of our life, and she there's a certain weird little, subjugation there. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Did you notice that? Like she kind of tilts her head down and waves really
0: shyly. She follows it completely.
1: Right. So, but she's the one that kind of gets the ball rolling because she's worried. The other sister tells her you need to watch him close. The thing that starts it all off for this young nun is that the, that Meryl Streep's nun says after his sermon about doubt, and then Meryl
0: Streep's like, Where oh. did that come from? Why would somebody be saying that?
1: Yeah, why is he talking about doubt? Is he having doubts? And then she says, Watch him closely. So then this young innocent girl gets a little, woman, gets kind of poisoned by that a little bit, maybe,
0: and starts looking. And that's the thing, yeah. isn't it? That's another thing. And about she this, bla- really.
1: she's beautiful about it. I mean, she does the innocent thing, and yet when she's even being suspicious, she's apologetic, and yet she's not. I thought she held her own against these two sort of powerhouse people in that scene where it's just the three of them she's she's gonna like disappear oh she was fantastic
0: yeah um and what I was saying about that when he's talking about doubt at the beginning and there's another thing and she see her inquisitive mind is why would a priest be talking about doubt but the priest could be saying like you know this is my sermon of that it could be as simple as this is my sermon of the week people probably have doubt let me address that too. yeah
1: or he's been li- he's dealt yeah. with somebody or heard a confession and yeah. wondered how exactly do do?
0: so it, but you know. in her
1: mind he's talking about doubt because he's it, had his own
0: yeah yeah so and he's in crisis you know so it's
1: it's really good now did you know that the play you did you notice in the extras it won the Nobel Prize for drama yeah. That's pretty good. That's why
0: it got me into a movie.
1: <laughs> that's pretty good.
0: But, yep, that's like the Academy Awards of... Uh,
1: no, box. that's way beyond the Academy Awards. Are you well, kidding? there is
0: nothing higher than the Academy Awards, according to film Even the
1: Academy people. Awards isn't based on real quality all the time.
0: Let's it's supposed honest. to be.
1: It isn't. And the Nobel Prize is. So there's well, a total... I wouldn't even compare it.
0: I see it as <laughs> that. It definitely... I think you right. um, And then there's, lastly, uh, Viola Davis as Mrs. Miller. Now, she's the mother of the child who is supposed to have been abused in some way. Um, or not abused, or whatever it is, you know, uh, had a she's relationship with.
1: brilliant. She only gets yeah, the it's only one a small scene. scene. Oh, yeah. my word, though. Well, you're not just... a small
0: scene. It's like a five-minute She scene.
1: cracks open so many things, and her. Um, I was so convinced, more than anybody else, that she was that woman and living that life. Yeah, With so many things going on for her, and I it all laid out right in that one scene because of how she was. Yeah,
0: and wherever you sit on the story at that point, that also what what she has to say can also like twist it again. Like it's like another
1: um, layer. This on depends because once I had what I thought I was. A, I See, was do,
0: but is that
1: I was like, if I'm really on the path of what I'm thinking, then her input isn't isn't affecting me because what. My objective is to stop what's happening and everything else doesn't matter. But
0: nothing might be happening.
1: Right, and that's that you're coming from that point of view so then all of a sudden you take on what the mother says as like, oh, right, here's another reason I need to think about it and I need to question it and I need to wonder about it, not me. I was like, well, that's fucked up, but... <laughs> I still don't
0: like what... I still don't <laughs> but like I'm
1: it. not going to divert from my path of what I think is right and this is it. That's I d- it.
0: I don't like what the mother says about kind of like well, it's...
1: We don't want to say everything. No. We're, we've kind of re- laid it all out for me. Well, I did say
0: spoilers, so... Yeah. We can talk about anything we want. Well, are we're we not th- talking about that? What? Well, I was just about to say.
1: Well, we're pretty much telling them every single thing, aren't we? Instead yeah. of them... Because we didn't know anything when we watched it. So everything got laid out for us as it went along, but we're just telling everything.
0: Kind of. I knew... Kind, of, We saw the trailer for it, like, about three weeks ago on another Blu-ray disc. And the trailer kind of... Almost spells out the movie. Not the not the fine details, but... This is this, this is this. This is what is happening, and this is... She's mm-hmm. going to be accusing him. It, it shows you all those facts. but um, So, yeah, don't watch the trailer, I guess, if you want to... Well,
1: no, the trailer doesn't say what we're all... All these little details we're giving them.
0: It doesn't... That's what that. I just said. It doesn't do all the little details, but it does line out the plot, pretty much, that trailer. It's, um... It says, here's a priest... Here's a nun. Here's a child. A priest might have been messing with this child. The nun's going to question him. Whatever. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, and it's called Doubt.
0: Yeah. So. So Yeah. And it, that if you... After you've seen it, that trailer is... You know. then Doubt is the perfect name for sure.
1: Yeah, As, because on any level, if you're a person of the church, you can start doubting anything. You can doubt God. You can doubt humanity. You can doubt yourself. You can doubt everything you've learned and where you fit into it all. I mean, it's a... It's a
0: so this is directed brilliant. by uh, Patrick Shanley. Well, he's actually called... Um, John Patrick Shanley. But his alternate name is Patrick Shanley, according to IMDb. But anyway, he um, is a writer of a lot of things, but a director of a few. He directed Joe vs. the Volcano. Yeah. And he also directed... Um, Doubt. <laughs> So just those two. Nice. But he also wrote um, the screenplay for Alive, the one where they crash in the Andes. He also wrote Moonstruck, okay. which, yeah. He also wrote The January Man, Congo. You know, the. Mm-hmm. he wrote that one. Um, so he's wrote quite a few... You're not building
1: up his resume here too much. There's a little couple of hits and misses there. Yeah, there's some good ones there. As well. One.
0: <laughs> Alive I thought was really good. Um
1: Yeah, but come on. A plane crashes and people have to end up seeing each other. And it was a true it's st- not exactly Alive com- was a true story. I know, but I'm well, saying, I mean he screenplayed it. It's not exactly complicated. I thought to it lay was well out, done
0: though. To make it dramatic. <laughs> no, but it was pretty well done if you think about it. If you go I watched it like maybe two months ago. It was on T B S when I was I ended up watching it. It's really
1: It's just pretty much very standard drama stuff. I mean, you know.
0: But anyway, he's the director. He's he wrote those and he directed these. Doubt and Joe versus the volcano.
1: That's a play,
0: as he said. Um, yeah, I'd like to. S- he's acted in some things too, a couple of things. Um, and he was himself in the eighty-first annual Academy Awards. But um, I really like. It's pretty. See the direction in this one is pretty straight up. It's the acting that takes the.
1: I think the director photog-
0: the cinematographer probably did more than the director in terms of the look. There's a definitely a, a look. There's a lot of crooked camera angles. There's a lot of there's a lot of straight up shots as well. But there's also there's some interesting stuff going on cinematography. I like,
1: like the slow pan. You know, we've talked in the last few movies, like Batman and a couple others, where there's like this quick spin around characters or quick panning around. Yeah, and that, this yeah. does the slow pan as if you're. Tr- I mean, it's so slow. You're not fully aware of it, but you're getting... Like when he's doing his sermon or whatever. It's just a yeah. very slow, methodical, and a really slow look at people as things are being said or done. In a way that it it's right. I mean, I notice it only because I notice those things. I don't think everybody would. But when you've got the fast, weird spinning... This isn't a movie to have zooming any in, zooming out. No, I'm just saying it was handled in a very like um, delicate, I thought.
0: Yeah, Yeah. cinematography-wise. Direction-wise, I don't... How much much of a job does he really need to to do to direct those people?
1: Oh, I think a lot, because he wrote it, and he wants it to be a specific way... He wrote the play. He didn't direct the play. I think play, they'll do the job
0: for you. If, I don't if the think play so. is already established and that's how he wanted it, he didn't and those want it that way. He part. said he
1: wants it different.
0: Well, you know, the performances is what I'm saying. Not, no, he doesn't want it to look look the same.
1: No, he wanted them different. Remember, he wanted them to be. It's a whole different thing. But he's got everything in his head, and he has to mold each every, every single thing to get it I'm the way saying he wants that's it. That's a
0: pretty good cast. Uh, I'm sure they don't take a take. Too much direction is what I'm
1: saying. Well, I think it's the opposite. I think the more established somebody is, the more they interact with the
0: I doubt you. Who's... I doubt <laughs> I your opinion.
1: You're right. It's not an opinion. <laughs> it is a fact.
0: No, <laughs> it is not. It is not. Mr. A. Scully? That's not my name. <laughs> but no, I, do, I doubt your opinion and mine is not... Mine's not right either, but uh, it's my opinion.
1: You mean yours is not right and mine is. That's what you meant to say. No.
0: <laughs> so... um there's DVD
1: extras. I would have made a good nun. Well, there's
0: Blu <laughs> ray extras. Um, well, it comes in a uh, slipcase with the uh, same cover art underneath, which always be- befuddles me. Um, it's a nice uh, embossed one. And they obviously waited till after the yeah. Academy was to actually stamp the. Well, this isn't stamped on after, but I mean. So, this is the Blu ray disc. I thought it looked really good. It's not a like a stunning movie, but there's detail for sure. like oh, yeah. In, you know, especially inside that old church. Um, and that's shot at the beginning from outside the church. I thought that was, you know... So, yeah, it's a nice movie. Not necessarily have to have it on Blu-ray, I don't think. No, no. Um, but it did have some good it's sound. It's content more than... It had some good sound as well. Though. Uh, there was one particular instance. There's a storm in this movie mm-hmm. that actually sounded like a storm was going on for real. Like... like- the rain, it's in the floor and the actual crashes of thunder. I thought it sounded really good. Um, But anyway, bonus features. There's not a lot. It totals about 40 minutes altogether. But there's... The first thing is doubt from stage to screen, which is a 20-odd minute kind of talking to the director. It's talking heads, basically. Um, He... he, And then a little bit at the end, he talks... Well, throughout it, he talks to Meryl Streep a little bit and he talks to... Who else? Philip Seymour. All of them. No, this is a different... This is the first one.
1: Yeah, no. All four of them oh, had a little comment. Oh, he talk to all of them? In yeah, they each had a little comment that yeah, they Yeah,
0: but then it also... It doesn't really show you how it was made. So if you're interested in, like, you know, seeing the cinematographer at work and stuff, there's not really any of that. But he does talk about how it, how it was a play and how it came about to be a... He
1: might talk more about that the making of and the commentary yeah, which we did not
0: listen so to so doubt from stage to screen it's like a 20 odd minute it's pretty it's well produced it's uh but it's pretty standard really don't really I didn't really learn much from it um then there's scoring doubt which is didn't really learn much from that either it's the it's the standard let's go and look at the orchestra um performing the music with the movie in front of them like, now do
1: you think those people have to sign a waiver when they're making right, music for you movies have, you just have to do that no, that you can't say anything. Like, say they're watching... Oh, about the movie, say yeah, totally. Now, don't spoil this movie I'm going to mention at all. Don't say anything about it, I'm just saying. Say you're scoring the sixth sense. <laughs> and you've seen the whole movie, and there's like 50 of you. And then you go, and this is months and months probably before it ever gets released. And that movie's got like one of those, you know, woof, we don't divulge this to it. Do you have to sign something? I imagine. If it gets NBA. out, how do they pinpoint it on you? It, those could be the people who go on the internet. Oh, guess what?
0: Well, they can say, <laughs> Well, we only ever showed it to those musicians. Um, those lousy musicians. But yeah, it's the standard. Here's the musicians. Let's talk about the let's talk to Howard Shaw, who's the composer. And it's not don't didn't learn anything, it's about five minutes long. Um Then there's the Cast of Doubt, which I thought was the best extra. You get and
1: it? This, The Cast of Doubt.
0: Yes. And this was a entertainment weekly produced thing with that, the guy from Entertainment Weekly... Oh,
1: I didn't like him at all, but.
0: Talking to... Well, yeah, I took him out of the equation. He's... Good. And the, But you've got the four main actors sat in sofa chairs, and he's asking them questions. I the questions were all right, actually, even though it didn't really... Uh,
1: I, did you look at the expressions on their faces? Sometimes yeah. they, they were holding back the... Um, oh, God, this yeah. question again. Because he just seemed a little too Hollywoody to me. I didn't like him at all. I want normal people to ask questions, not... Fabricated people. But, um, but they did good answers.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, t- told a thing <laughs> about where... About Meryl Streep where she always had the hood on. The nun's hood thing. And then one day he went, he went into a trailer and she didn't have the hood on. And he, he said it just came out of his mouth. Oh, wow, what a beautiful woman. Because he'd like only seen... Because it is weird, that thing, isn't it? You just... What's the idea of it? To, fo- to take away...
1: Well, they said... It was um,
0: individuality.
1: No, the real life woman who started this small church in Bronx, which this is all based on. Um, her husband died in Italy of tuberculosis back in, like, I'm going to guess the teens and 20s. Yeah. Then she came back to the Bronx. When she was in Italy, she had taken nothing with her. So the Italian women, for her grieving costume, for her widow's outfit, they have a specific thing with the hood and the black cape. That's what she wore. When she came back here, she kept wearing that. Because she was in mourning, she started this little Catholic school with the nuns. The young nuns then started imitating that look, and that's how that became their little niche habit
0: look and I also liked how so the
1: hood was just part of that original, but it does outfit. add this
0: it's like blinkers on a horse, it's like a
1: yeah I mean what it obviously strips you, don't you down see hair, to, you to see who you in. are and not what you look like you know, you
0: know I liked how Meryl Streep said she studied some nuns before she mm-hmm. did the part and all nuns like she was talking about like the rosary beads how they put them over their gown and she was saying that you know there is a way to do it but every nun's way is different and every nun will tell you that's the real way
1: right and so So she's yeah
0: there's an individuality even amongst nuns is what she was getting at
1: yeah even when you have that uniform to wear you find a way just like you know because you had uniforms in school you find a way to bring out who you are.
0: Because we used to uh, tie our ties backwards so the thin side was showing and took the fat side in the shirt so it was thinner. And then the teachers got wise to that and told us we couldn't do it. Anymore. Even
1: though that's not really being individual, that's you wanting to be like other kids. I'm saying an actual individual thing, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying.
0: But, but that's it's, still another an, level. it's still rebelling against, oh, they want us to wear these big fat ties. Let's Whereas one
1: kid that. would never, wouldn't alter it at all. Because no. their personality is to follow every rule and do everything right. Just like the young nun, she's very—you would imagine she does everything exactly according to the rules. And.
0: and then there's the last featurette, which is the Sisters of Charity, which is interviewing the real nuns, or some real nuns. Oh, actually, the the real nun who the writer based this—no, the, the, not this girl, the Amy, younger, yeah, Amy Adams on um, Sister James. Yeah, so that's the—you know—you get to see. You know, she's not the, it's not the same thing. It's just, a, like you said, a jumping off point. It's like... That's what he started with. Yeah. he started with The idea of his nun who t- taught him her... And what man. their
1: life was like. And that he'd never seen that in a story or a movie. And then he just went from there.
0: So, yeah. And that's an interesting one. Because mm-hmm. they set them around a the table and they all...
1: And then you talk, talk about the change of the church in the 60s. How some conference or something by the Pope guy... And how things totally change to modernize the church, which I think is really funny. I like how she said it. That's one reason why I'm not a big fan of religion. If your religion has been the same for thousands of years, right? Right or wrong. Even if it's completely screwed up. And you're basing it on beliefs that you truly believe from a book, the Bible, stories, whatever it is, right? But then all of a sudden, you decide to change with the times. And sort of like she, one nun even said, we upgraded. To sort of loosen up things, or so what about all those thousands of years before? Were you wrong? Is it right now in another 500 years? Is it gonna have to loosen up some more so all of a sudden it's okay to murder your husband? Because, well, I that's don't how are. I'm just saying though, at what point does the ch- shouldn't it be what it is? And that's it, it never changes. How can it possibly change if it's based on something so right? Or people believe that I'm just, that's one of my side stories about, but that, that brought up that topic. I also like how
0: the real nun woman said that they, they had this conference and then they told us we had to lighten up or (laughs) move with the time. Yeah. Like.
1: And that's what I'm saying. And
0: then she said, you know, we had to change our uniform, but ever so slightly. Then they took away this, they took away that, they took away that. It wasn't like they were just. Right. uh, Wear normal clothes all of a sudden.
1: I like the nuns wearing a habit, because then I know who they are. <laughs> it's like a uniform. Maybe they
0: could just wear a t-shirt with nun written on the front.
1: I wouldn't trust it. I'd wear a t-shirt that says I'm a nun, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm not going to wear a habit.
0: And then there's a feature commentary with writer-director John Patrick Shanley, um, which uh, is good. Um,
1: are there still nuns in the world who live in those kinds of places and dress like that and stuff? With the yes. habits and whatnot? Yes
0: yes there are I'm just wondering um, I actually like the cover of this DVD even though I think there's a bit too much writing but if you took away the writing I actually like that image Um, I'm torn I like it it's I just, like that their faces you, are if there if you can't see it through the microphone um,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's, if, if the pri- it's the priest and the nun and then one of the other nuns with a head down at the bottom not
1: just the other nun the nun
0: that's what I mean I'm just saying. The yeah. three
1: people who make the triangle of yeah. the story make a triangle on the cover. It's but just it's genius.
0: No, it's not. It's it, it, <laughs> it's actually I really like the image how it's faded um, mm-hmm. from black to white. And but there's just too much writing. Yep. They obviously didn't have this originally probably, and then they just added it on.
1: I and think they, it'd be better. If they it was also just don't have Viola face.
0: Davis's name. Oh, which kind of sucks because it isn't just those three. But they couldn't fit, but they have to put it down here in the corner somewhere. But anyway, um. It's uh, available this Tuesday on Blu-ray Disc. I, th- I saw it for nineteen ninety nine dollars 99 on uh, somewhere. So, that's uh, I I that. W-
1: I think I'd be more of a, in the rental for this because I don't know, that any, you know the
0: extras are. So it's one I'd want to see again. It's a so big so idea. It's a buy for me. Mm. Um, I also saw that, uh, notice that um, wherever I saw it when I was looking it up, the Blu-ray Disc was $1 cheaper than the DVD. That's an interesting move of the times. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to... Uh, I don't know that's <laughs> that good value to me if you get better for more for less because yeah. what the hell
1: okay so why can they do that on this one and not on others
0: don't know maybe it's a sign of the times coming up um, So the movie industry is like the Catholic Church they're going to change with the times yep so in conclusion I yeah like I say I would uh, that's one for your collection I think because it's one of like it's just one of the most I think I'll be thinking about it next week that's what I'm saying
1: it's not for people who don't like to think when they watch
0: movies and anybody who's allergic to uh, period pieces (laughs) (laughs) no I think
1: it's barely a period piece uh, it's
0: the 60s no it's just that's just something I know that's just an in joke Um, so thank you to Disney and Miramix for the uh, DVD uh, Blu-ray disc Um, movie recommendations for this week I went with uh, well I saw Philip Seymour Hoffman was in this I went with two Philip Seymour Hoffman movies one being Boogie Nights, which is Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, second movie about the porn industry. Um, he plays think, a troubled kind of dude. I think it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, he plays like a...
1: Needy, broken, kind of... Gay. Gay porn, um, porn guy.
0: Yeah, like holds the microphone. Boom operator. Um,
1: yeah, he's not in porno. He's a porn movie filmmaker guy.
0: Yeah, boom operator. That's what he is. Uh and he's—I I love that because he's—he's he's a bit younger in that, obviously. Um, but it's real—it's a real nervous kind of—and he's totally in awe of Mark Wahlberg's character yeah, all the time. Totally, I really like it. Uh, and then the other one is something totally on the opposite side of things—it's Happiness, where he plays. I was. What, what does he? What does he play? Really? Do you even want to say it because you don't want to ruin it for people? It's very uncomfortable. He's very, uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable movie. Happiness. Um, not really content, just ideas.
1: Yeah, know. and I mean, it's, it's, it's obnoxious a little bit over the top, but
0: it's... It's know. by Todd Saunders the guy who did Welcome to the Dollhouse, that one. It's, it's really... He's, he's an offbeat kind of director, but I didn't think it was obnoxious happiness. I thought it was really good. No, it was the like obnoxious as in a
1: little bit too... Trying a little too hard to point out these... Uh, the crazy... Um, hidden selves that we have versus what we show people. You know, I mean, it's really contrasting. Every single individual is something that they're not. And so it's a little bit over the top in that. But it's
0: definitely it's one to see. Creepy. It's un- uncomfortable oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. more than anything. Yeah.
1: He's not the creepiest one. No,
0: he's not, but he is pretty that creepy. Father. Oh, yeah. No, he's pretty creepy too, though. Yeah, oh, the father's pretty creepy.
1: Oh, yeah. And my recommendations, thank you for asking. I know you care, are... Even though you pointed out, I've recommended this before. I don't care. This guy directed it. I think it's worth watching. It's called Joe vs. the Volcano. I haven't even seen it for years. It's Hanks. I would love to watch it again. It's Do Hanks. we have it? No. Might have to buy that. Um, or rent it. And, my, and that one is because he directed it and it's a good one to bring back up and watch again. And it's got some interesting ideas about life wearing you down and whether you take a chance in life and all that kind of stuff. And Dead Man Walking is my other recommendation, because it is one of those that you you take a stand in your mind from your life experience one way or the other, and it's another one where as you're watching performances and the story and the movie, your perception of things colors it all, and at some point you may or may not get swayed, or may or may not think about something a little bit differently. Again, we have the, uh, is she a nun? I don't know if she's a nun, she's a pastor, preaches. Yeah, she's a yeah. religious woman.
0: Who it does have a vibe of this. really. Totally, that yeah. you know, there's, there's no. It's a gray area. All of it.
1: It is and it isn't. That's that what I'm one, saying. If this your one point more of view, so if your point of view is that if someone's involved in a heinous murder, then yeah, kill yeah. them. I don't care. Then everything after that falls into place. If you are in the fe- on the fence and you don't know, you're going to come out going, "Well, I still don't quite know." And if you're the opposite and you're completely against capital punishment. Then everything is going to be like, well, yeah, I'll see. You can't, you know, so Doubt's it's one of those. more of a grey area. I disagree. <laughs> oh, my God, we're so different. Should we stay married?
0: It is a Do you reckon? Area. I mean, you
1: didn't say yes, so uh... are,
0: you, are you fishing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you in the middle? Are you in the fence on that subject? Is I'm it? just saying. <laughs> we're,
0: so, we're so opposite. That's hysterical. So that's recommendations for this week. For, for nice movies to watch and doubt so that makes sense well
1: Dead Man Walking is not nice but
0: no and doubt's probably not, not necessarily nice and happiness is definitely
1: oh no definitely not <laughs> even though it's called happiness and Boogie Nights isn't exactly no. like I mean it's good it's not for everybody they're all pretty dark Boogie Nights Apart is of from... course about the porn industry so beware
0: yeah yeah, it's not that bad.
1: That's a good collection we just laid um, out there.
0: Contest uh, this week. See the site for details. Uh, next week's DVD is Yes Man on Blu-ray. It'll be the second time in three weeks we have done a Jim Carrey movie. Nice. So, Jim Carrey's Yes Man on Blu-ray. Um, so games and a scully stuff. Uh, leisure Suit. Uh, I'm just going to talk about this one very briefly. Please. Leisure Suit Larry box office smash on the Xbox 360. Pile of shit. Do not play. <laughs> Uh, Is that
1: your own personal note to yourself, or is that your recommendation to other people? It was
0: in my Xbox, let's say, less than five minutes. And I don't usually like to judge a book by its cover, but I think I saw through the cover immediately. uh, (laughs) You summed it up. It's not good. It's a budget kind of game, but that's enough talking about it. Um, We're playing some more Resident Evil 5. We're working our way through again on hard uh, expert difficulty, or whatever you call it. Um, Seems a bit more difficult... It's still fun. Something to be said about that, isn't it? Twice through a game. You don't want
1: to just go, ah, screw this, we're not going to finish it.
0: No. Mm, So we're still doing a level every night. And uh, it's working good. Uh, There's a new map pack for Call of Duty World at War. It's 800 Microsoft points. It's four new maps for Call of Duty World at War multiplayer. We have bought it, but we've not gone round to playing it yet because we've been playing Resident Evil 5. So... We'll tell you about those maps when we actually...
1: Call of Duty 4... Call of Duty is one of those games that just keeps coming back. It just
0: keeps coming around. Yeah, because now... It's like it just... out. Now there. when we're done with Resident Evil, we'll probably go back to that again, you know? And then games for... Games that I've been playing yesterday was Godfather 2. Um, I'm only about two hours into it. Um, it's fun so far. It's kind of complicated. Hmm. It's like a Grand Theft... You said, oh, it looks like Grand Theft Auto. Well, kind of. But it's Godfather 2... You're not playing the direct story from Godfather Two. You're an actual side person, but you do encounter um, the people from Godfather Um, Two. But it's kind of complicated. It's it's like you've got this big map, and you're trying to take over different areas. And then when you do take them over, you've got to make sure you have enough guards in each area so they don't get taken back over by different families. And you know, so you're trying to own the entire city. Now you're not
1: micromanagement.
0: You're not you're not just doing it from this map. But you are. You have to come onto this map and choose an a er- choose a like a strip club that you own, and then say, "Oh, I've got to assign five guards to that," and it'll say, "Yeah, but five guards to that's a thousand dollars a day, and you only make this much." So then, if you're not earning enough, er- you got to go and extort somebody. You know, it's,
1: it's it's like a mob sim.
0: It is really a mob sim. It's um how to extort, <laughs> and you know,
1: it's like managing your sims. Only it's not peeing and eating and going. Instead, you going to smash in the
0: face into a counter like a
1: then I don't want to hear any more of these quote unquote gamers make fun of the sims ever again oh it's not, it's not uh, I see you're de- it, is a, mob, back it is a mob sim don't
0: backpedal in fact it's a real detailed mob sim so you could play this and then go and run your own little mob sim, mob around your area look Larry <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying go in because how they teach you is go in no matter if it's a man or a woman if they're, if they're the owner of the shop grab them smash the red against the till ask them for the money if they, if they don't want to give it you smash the red again or don't smash the red against anything go and smash all the stuff up it's a TV shop smash all the TVs eventually they'll cave and give you the money you know so
1: who made up that I mean that's a real thing isn't <laughs> it that's how up. mob people do it <laughs> come on people get a job what is wrong with you
0: it's it's an easy extortion, alternative
1: extortion how is that easy
0: that sounds hard to me it does but I guess it it's not for them. Anyway, uh, Godfather Two that comes out this week and it's worth definitely if you like the Godfather and it's really well done. It uses the music from the Godfather. There's some good cutscenes with, you know, obviously not Vito, but right. the other people are in there. Ando is in is in it. You're a direct. You're in line with Ando actually. So you're an underling to Ando, and Ando's not necessarily the biggest person mm-hmm. in the movie, but you're you're his underling. So, um, but you do, you get to bump into everybody who isn't dead in Godfather <laughs> you 2. You might not see Sonny. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not.
0: Yeah. Well, because that would be weird. Um, and then the other game I've been playing is Touch Mechanic on the uh, DS.
1: Ooh, I thought about that one. Because I love Gearhead Garage.
0: Yeah, if you think of a game from the PC years ago called Gearhead Gra- Garage. Gearhead Garage.
1: Gearhead Garage.
0: Oh, Garage if you're American. Or Garage. Posh. Garage.
1: Garage.
0: Gearhead Garage. Anyway, this was a game where you... You, you,
1: sound, you make it sound a little more sophisticated than it is.
0: Gearhead Garage. I think Garage sounds um, sophisticated. <laughs> Whereas Garage sounds all common and stuff, you know? <laughs> Still,
1: again, we're very different.
0: <laughs> um, so, the game on the PC, this isn't that game, but it it's, might as well be. You were given cars to fix... And you basically remove screws, take out engine parts, replace engine parts, or even paint a car up in this one. Um, so this one is kind of cool, because you're given a story. You're a, you're a mechanic in a garage. you just new into town, and this guy gives you a job in this small garage. He kind of learns you the ropes, how to weld parts, how to fix an air filter, how to change tyres. And where I'm up to, which is probably about halfway through the game, I've progressed and done all that stuff, and this bigger garage in town has took me on. Now, there's also this small side story unfolding. The guy you are is on the run from the cops. Mm. So there's this going on. But anyway, the main gameplay is, basically, here's a car, change the tires.
1: Will I learn anything from it?
0: you learn, you learn about parts of cars, because it will go, here's the engine, change the air filter, and it doesn't tell you where it is. So you've got to kind of go... Okay, which part is the air filter? How about, like, alternator
1: and all that kind of yeah, stuff?
0: Yeah, all that stuff. Oh, well, almost, yeah, But, I like but anyway, doing... it it will say... 1st it'll be like, here, change the tires. Now, the DS is perfect for this because to undo the screws, you undo the... You know, use the little screwdriver to undo the screws or the little, what you call that, a wrench. hmm You have to move it up and down to do the wrench and then you have to put your mechanic glove on and get the wheel, put it in the pin... in the bin and then get a new wheel and then fasten it back on and then you've got to do it perfectly you know if you like grab hold of the wrong tool and start to use it then it takes a mark off so you you get you can do 12 mistakes during her.
1: this sounds suspiciously like cooking mama and cooking and gardening mama
0: it's very much like um, any game like that it's a task that you you have to do but this one gives you a bit more freedom because later on it oh and an interesting thing that it throws into the mix is okay so you're doing these jobs which are very, like, here's level one, it's change a tyre. Here's level two, it's change an air filter. Here's level three, it's paint a bonnet on a car, you know. So then, then eventually it says, do you know what? It's time for you to have your own car. Like And the guy says, here's some cars you can choose from. So he lets you have an old junker car. And then aside from doing all these missions and jobs, your task is to, on in-your-off time, do up your own car any way you see any <coughs> excuse me any way you see fit. So you take your own car, all oh, right, and then once you've got it semi decent, you can paint it, you can change its wheels, you can do any of that stuff. Once you've got it, yeah, I'm boring you.
1: <laughs> I was trying not to draw attention uh-huh. to the fact that I was yawning, but
0: most, we- <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> during during when I'm talking about a game, um, Sid Talk says they're yawning.
1: <laughs> I'm not that is so. Bullshit! I do not. I do not. But One anyway, time I yelled. Anyway,
0: you're given this car, and you it's your own car. And then when you have got it to a semi decent level, you can take it into car shows, and then there's extra points and stuff to unlock. By Does taking it tell you
1: what's wrong, and then you have to go pick it out? Or you do you can, can you car, tell if like your
0: there's nothing wrong with cleaning. your car. It's absolutely fine. You said car. it was a junker. Well, it's not a. It's got nothing done to it. It's a stock car.
1: So if you say, I just want to change... If I just that- want to
0: change the air filter to a better model, then I can. Okay. And then when a judge... When you take it in for the car contest, the judge judges it on what has been done to it. So if it has new rims and a new paint job, right. you will judge it. So what I did to mine was change the air filter, because I'm right at the beginning, you can only do a few things. Changed all the wheels to nice, nicer rims. And painted it a different colour. Not a, You can paint patterns eventually, and even use stencils to put, you know and use the spray gun with the DS you know and uh it's just a cool I, I really like it and the story is cool as well you know and it seems to me like there's about 50 levels and I'm up to about 10 so I'm not even halfway through I think you would like it because it
1: teaches me something I don't, I don't really care about that story thing but then again I didn't think it would with Professor Leighton and I got into that
0: Oh no, the story's not massive it's like four, four lines of text before you do something right it's basically like hey kid do you want to fix up a car yeah I do why are you looking so glum today, he'll say. And he'll go, huh, oh, I'm missing home or whatever. And then he'll go, oh, okay. Let's uh, change the air filter. Let's, <laughs> let's change an air filter and put on a new tire. Yeah, that's it. It's not really some deep story. Right? Okay. But but there is something going on. This kid's not just working for... I get it. He's on the run from the cops, apparently. That, yeah, that's found out pretty much in, instant. But um, I recommend it. It's, it I liked a Garage, and this kind of takes it to another... And Garrett Garage was on the PC, and I feel that the stylus is perfect for, like, Does removing this? Do the brrr, brrr, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. I love In that. Fa- but for when you first start, you only have a... Right, hand And you have to save up money to buy for the power one, so...
1: I love that. Yeah, you
0: do get the power one eventually, which makes it a lot easier, because the, the one where you have to take the nuts off manually, you have to click it on, and then you have to go... <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 and then the screw comes out
1: these are our own sound effects by the way
0: no, coming they're, out of our mouths they're direct from the they're game.
1: Not, they're, I mean we're making them we're not these aren't
0: computerized these and are, then finally forget ga- that one I recommend it's a DS game and finally games is uh, the new Riddick game which uh, it comes. it's not out yet it comes out on Tuesday I'm looking forward to it because Riddick on the Xbox was a really good game Escape from Butcher Bay now this is the new one it's a new game but you also get Escape from Butcher Bay remade in HD with it as a bonus. So that's the, like, one of the best bonuses you could possibly get a whole game.
1: If you hadn't played it before.
0: Well, it's also been remixed. It's got new stuff in it. They've really? redone the voices a little bit. They, it's all in HD. Now, it was looked good on the Xbox, Riddick. It was one of the games for the original Xbox that actually was in high definition. But, but kind of quasi because it wasn't a, capa- right. a machine that could do it properly. But it was one of the best-looking games on the Xbox, but they've made it in line with today's stuff. So you'll, even if you have played it before, it'd be worth playing it again to see. But anyway, you get two full games and multiplayer, So and it's called something Dark Athena. But it's a new story in the Riddick universe, and it's set after Chronicles of Riddick, I think. So if you're yeah. into the Riddick movies and stuff, it actually... Because Butcher Bay was... Before in between Pitch Black and 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 Chronicles of Riddick.
1: I thought it was before Pitch Black, because he escaped, remember? And that's oh yeah, was. it was
0: before yeah. Pitch Black. Yeah, no, this one's in the middle of the other of the two movies, I believe. This and here movie. I'm
1: taking a stand. Pitch Black is not a Riddick movie. I don't care what anybody says. Even it's again. actually
0: now officially called the Chronicles of Riddick Pitch Black.
1: I don't care. I'm saying it is It is a
0: Riddick movie.
1: <laughs> it is not. It absolutely is it's, not. It
0: actually is the best Riddick movie, and they're making a third Riddick movie. Uh, Vin Diesel signed on for the third Riddick movie
1: give me a second one because there's pitch black and then there's Riddick no
0: (laughs) the Chronicles of Riddick part three
1: I mean if you if it makes you feel happier to claim that Vin Diesel is the best part of that movie fine but he isn't so there we go we're moving on to my stuff what's for
0: dinner (laughs) he is not
1: what's for dinner it wouldn't be
0: Riddick without Vin Diesel of course it would no I don't think you like Vin Diesel I think he's alright, yeah.
1: Oh, right. Well, that explains it. I've already taken my
0: stand on Vin Diesel. I'm not a fan. Not really.
1: But I love Pitch Black. I think it's fantastic. It's seriously one of my favourite sci-fi movies. Why
0: are you not a fan of Vin Diesel?
1: I don't know. I've never really I liked saw him, him on,
0: personally. I saw him on Jonathan Ross the other day being interviewed Vin Diesel. And uh, I always thought he was like macho bullshit kind of guy. I changed my opinion of him completely. You know, he's a little... Uh, he's a nerdy guy. Yeah. He's into, he's into World of Warcraft and stuff. And know? he's
1: a little, like... Artsy or something actor artsy that kind of. He's I mean, pretty I've seen funny
0: talk- too. Like and he, and he's and when he when he said he was into like video games because because Jonathan Ross was kind of saying so you make video games because this Riddick games made through Vin Diesel's publishing company and he said yeah he goes oh it's just a thing actors doing it to get some more, more money he goes no I'm a gamer and then he said something about World of Warcraft which only World of Warcraft players would like I have a level seventy blah 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 and Jonathan Ross was like.
1: Or maybe he heard somebody else say that, but it's a nice
0: thought. No, Jonathan Ross was <laughs> like, "My wife plays World of Warcraft. Oh, She's right. a level eighty something, something." And Vin goes, "Really?" Is it? He's like, "You're serious, aren't you?" Because he knew exactly what that was. Up. Right. So that kind of changed my opinion. Because I was just like, I Thought he was a, a, he a ride head, you know.
1: I just have never been a attracted to his characters. Riddick doesn't turn my nuts, if you so to speak. He, he didn't was. love the
0: pacifier.
1: oh sorry that's the one (laughs) exception brilliant absolutely brilliant and as for Pitch Black in fact he's my least favorite part the character I don't mind it's over the top tough neck escape from prison murderer questionable ethics whatever I mean that's fine it's a very standard movie tough guy role he could have been plucked out of there and someone else and that would have been 100% fine I didn't mind Riddick was that what it's called with the weird two-sided faces and stuff, the one that came after.
0: That was called The Chronicles of Reading. Okay,
1: that was fine. I mean, even... I still wasn't into him at all. Um, Fast and the Furious. You could pluck him out of there and put anybody in. It's not... He doesn't... It uh, does nothing for me.
0: Well, in fact, um, you liked the third Fast and the Furious, which didn't yes. feature him. Yes, right? I loved
1: the one in Japan. That yeah. was cool. Okay, what's for dinner?
0: Leftover chicken
1: curry. That's about it. We had it last night. Um... We're on rations because of the caloric intake, so we didn't eat it all. Normally, we eat it all. We're not on rations. I'm just saying you're watching your caloric intake and your caloric output because you're losing pounds, a lot of pounds. So we're having it again.
0: Not that I'm a big fat guy.
1: <laughs> no, God, you're like <laughs> about this big around, okay? And I'm showing you with my two hands put together that's how big you're. You're about as big around as my thigh. <laughs> no, i <laughs> got a big fat thigh. I'm just getting into shape. I've got a big fat thigh. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. And so that's what we're having for dinner. And I've been playing Gardening Mama just one time. I played it last night. And today we're going to play some more Sims too. My nephew is here and we're going to uh,
0: You can play some more Gardening Mama. It's all charged up. Okay. In fact, you can take the card and put it in your DS if you prefer playing. I
1: might, cuz I feel like yours I don't it doesn't work for me very well sometimes. So I'm trying to get it to do stuff. Cuz mine's
0: better than yours. Yeah.
1: I have the nice big chunky one which I love
0: with the dim screens.
1: It isn't dim if you're not you know outside in the sun <laughs> if you're in a dark room it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> and it's substantial I like holding it back. I,
0: I really don't in fact because <laughs> I use my DS Lite for so long when I pick yours up it's like what the f-? it's like a big brick like yeah, a house I, brick
1: and I noticed it was hidden away in your drawer by the way when I was looking for yours last night before I came and so I'll get that out but I, I like it I mean it's just like cooking mama except it's growing and you see a very methodical way of growing plants and one thing that's kind of put in this one that's different than Cooking Mama, if you've gone and planted your seeds, for example, and then you go on to different areas of the garden, and then you gain new kinds of gardens, you get a vegetable garden, you get a a fruit garden, stuff like that, but you'll get a little alert that says, I'm wilting, I'm wilting, and you have to go back to your original gardens where you've planted seeds, you have to then pull out the seedlings, replant them in bigger pots, then it's going to need to be repotted again and watered. And so you have to keep going back until I'm assuming because I haven't got anything to full growth yet that everything's going to bloom. But you start, you know, it's like that. You have to keep going back. Is and it
0: like a? Is it like the cooking thing where you have to stir the? So- mm-hmm. Like you have to scoop individual- the soil,
1: mix the soil. You have to fill the water. Total. Is it easy? It's uh, pretty easy. I'm not very skillful, and I'm kind of a bull in china shop sometimes. So my I'm not very delicate.
0: Like you are in real life gardening. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes. Anyway, moving on to that. Moving on to
1: the real garden. Yesterday, it was actually not too bad. Today, it's freezing cold again and really windy. Snow tomorrow. And yesterday, was really sunny and warm. So, my nephew and I got some new fence and put it around our garden, put the stakes in. I got the soil kind of churned up. And I discovered that the lilac bush I thought was dead completely is still got little tiny leaves. It's about one inch high. Somehow, it's surviving. So, that's it for the garden, really. (laughs) Okay. The Brussels sprouts are still alive I planted some Brussels sprouts a few weeks ago They're still growing
0: It's like Like now You know Going into You know We're in April m- m- You know Beginning of April People would Generally have started doing stuff But it's just The well, weather weird this As
1: shows. a child And I'm talking a long time ago here <clears throat> 30 years or so When I was a kid There were times when it snowed on Easter And Easter was always midway through April Easter's or two weeks now right No it's this coming weekend Oh, cool. But Doctor we, Who.
0: That's right. I don't care about oh. Easter. Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah.
1: Doctor Who is my no religion. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's we're also in the middle of a, a large landmass, so weather is unpredictable at best.
0: Well, weather's pretty bizarre this year. I feel it's, like, got really warm, and then day after it's snowing, and then day after it's, like, fine, and then, you yeah, know. Yeah,
1: you feel like, oh, I'm going to plant the garden, we're going to need to mow the yard, and then today it's seriously, cold. the wind is freezing cold
0: okay so uh, that's a, a wrap up for the show thanks for listening to the show uh, I want to remind you about our websites ascully.scone, a, ascully.scone for, all, for is that what you
1: want for, some scones
0: for break, baked goods no ascully.com and sidtalk.com and twitter.com slash ascully twitter.com slash sidtalk if you want to follow us we also have a Facebook uh, page but I don't I'm, I'm actually going to axe that Facebook page because they won't let me post podcasts You're right. anymore on it so I think Twitters are better. So screw them. Screw you, Facebooks. <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> uh, also, Xbox Live, you can uh, play with me. Uh, uh, A-Schoolie Live is my um, game attack. A-S-C-U-L-L-Y-L-I-V-E. Um, you can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, and the RSS feed on the page. Just go to a com, click Podcast, and uh, listen to it either on the page or... Subscribe follow you on
1: Twitter and you post it every time
0: or subscribe to it and have it delivered automatically through whatever you use iTunes to your or doorstep correct <laughs> on a ZD <CD. laughs> every, every Monday morning Sunday evening Monday morning you'll have it generally before you go to work on a Monday because we post it in the night on a Sunday don't we um, you can email feedback to aschoolie at but never it. never it. Is it? Zip send it. feedback to sidtalk zipit zip it <laughs> um and uh, oh that one's hard I was going to say a stay classy quote on that one I'm just going to say stay classy and uh, yeah you know I don't, I
1: don't <laughs> stay classy that's too serious stay classy Riddick <laughs> and I'm going to say think for yourselves truly honestly think for yourselves don't oh, let this... anybody try to convince you otherwise
0: actually on your the thing of think for, for, for you. yourselves this movie's actually a good movie it is about thinking for yourself
1: think for yourself don't but don't leave out the possibility of doubting what you think because you could be wrong i'm not but you could be